Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your time and your energy with me. You know, it's funny, I I wasn't going to share this, but as I started to just talk right now, I felt really, I don't know, called to share this. So it's not even about what we're talking about. We're going to be talking about excuses today. But since you are a podcast listener, maybe you can relate to this. I'm not big into personal development podcast, probably because I have one, right? So um, occupational hazard, I suppose. If I listen to podcasts, it's typically mystery podcasts, crime junkies, that sort of thing. Um, When I listen to podcasts, it's sort of like listening to fiction. It's it's not, right? They're, They're real stories. But it's kind of, I think the way that people enjoy like thriller novels, that is how I have thought about about thriller kind of podcasts, mystery podcasts. Some people call them murder podcasts, but they're not all murder podcasts. Anyway, while I was away recently, I shared that um, Chris and I went on a on a little working trip, working because I worked, but it was still a trip for us to get away and, and spend time together and do those kinds of things. So I had more downtime, even though I was working, and I was listening to a lot of these mystery podcast. And it's funny, I even call them mystery because calling them murder podcast just sounds like really dark because it is. And I was listening to them and kind of had this, I didn't feel guilty about it, but there was like a sense of knowing, like in my core, I knew that listening to those podcasts wasn't best for me. Energetically, bringing that energy into my life, bringing that that vibe and that mode into my life wasn't wasn't best for me. But I was like, oh, there's so little that I kind of enjoy that feels like an escape, that doesn't feel like work. But there's so much else that I could have been doing with my time and with my energy than than choosing to listen to darkness. And if you are somebody who has never gotten into mystery style podcasts, then you can just fast forward to get to the excuses part. But I really felt drawn to to share this because I had a moment where I, I guess I just stopped listening to those podcasts very recently because I'll tell you exactly what it was for me. Chris and I have a very clear sense of what we want for our life and for our family in large part because of what we've experienced in the last few months. Um, losing Dagny so unexpectedly. And we both, very shortly after she died, had this like knowing that we wanted to have a big family. And of course, I'm not, I'm not a spring chicken when it comes to bringing kids into the world. Um, And uh, I'm much closer to 40 than I am to 30. And so there's a, 
nervousness, but, but a lot of hope and a lot of expectation and a real need to take care of myself. And I was listening to these podcasts that are, you know, about crime and all those things. And I had this knowing in my soul that said, if you want more light in your life, more connection, more love, more happiness, then you cannot invite in this negative energy. And I resisted it too. Like I, I didn't want to say, oh, I'm not going to listen to these anymore because quite frankly, I find them really interesting. And, and in, like it's a thing that I enjoy as, as dark as they are and as sad as they are. But I just knew in that moment that you can't want life energy and love energy and bright energy and to feel really good and then opt for all of these things that are dark and that are heavy. So maybe maybe that speaks to somebody. I don't know why I felt compelled to, sh- to share that, but um, maybe that speaks to somebody who is in a similar place. And if it doesn't, like we can use it as kudos to you for being here and listening to this message to bring positive energy of change and growth into your life. I think that is just amazing. So that's my little random confessional. But I feel really good about making that change, even though it was sad you know, to kind of like if you decide not to watch TV anymore, you kind of know that it's the best thing for you, but you don't really want to do it because you enjoy laying on the couch and spacing out. But for me, it was just such a clear choice that that's not what I want to invite in my life. Therefore, I just can't invite that into my life. I've got to focus on things that are more positive and uplifting because that's what I want to bring in, you know? Anyway, today, what we're talking about is excuses. And probably about a year ago, I had asked in the Free Primal Potential Facebook group what kind of resource people would find helpful. Um, And I don't remember what all the options were, but one of the options that was voted on significantly more than the others was excuses, a resource to help you overcome excuses. Because what I have seen in my own life is that much of my struggle came from my excuses. I knew when I was 350 pounds that Mexican food and ice cream after dinner wasn't helping me, and yet I would make the excuse not to do the healthy dinner tonight. I would tell myself all the reasons that it was actually okay to do Mexican food and ice cream, including but not limited to, I'm going to get it out of my system and start fresh tomorrow, and, you know, today I just can't even deal with it, but, you know, tomorrow I'm going to get serious this one thing won't hurt, all of those things. What was tremendously frustrating to me and really disempowering at the time was I knew what to do. I knew what not to do. That wasn't the issue. I didn't know how to get myself to do it. I didn't know how to stop making those excuses and telling those stories. And that is why we put together a totally free resource on overcoming excuses that I'm actually going to kind of go through today. And if you want the PDF version of this, just direct message me on Instagram or or email us and we can send you the link to it. Um, But it's a free PDF that we put together that kind of goes through a lot of what we're going to talk about today. High level, and this part's not in the PDF, but I was thinking about it today when I was driving home. High level, the energy that you put out is the energy that you get back. The energy that you draw in is the energy that you are going to put out. And that that speaks to why I made the decision to stop listening to the 
crime-related podcast because the energy that I call in, if I'm calling in energy about darkness and bad people and bad things and tragedies and sadness, like I'm going to get that out, right? That's just going to be the the view. It's it is how the universe works. It is a giant echo chamber. And what we put out there is what we get back. And what we draw in is what we have to give. And the reason that that applies directly to excuses and the thing that stopped me dead in my tracks just yesterday when I started to make an excuse is if I put the energy out into the world, into my life of, yeah, not today. Yeah, I don't really care. I'll start tomorrow. That is the energy I'm going to get more of. So every single time that I say, oh, this one thing won't hurt. I don't really care. I'm too tired. I'll start tomorrow. This one thing won't make a difference. I am basically telling the universe that that's more of what I want. I want to call in more of, I don't care. It doesn't matter. What's the point? I'm too tired. And I take that really seriously with every decision that I make, with every word that I speak, with every interaction I have with my sister, with my mother, with Chris, with a friend, with a stranger, the energy that I put out in that moment is the energy that I'm going to get back. I just said to Chris this morning, 90% of our conflicts are not about what we say, they're about how we say them. Because the message that we're getting across is totally fine and we're we're on the same page about it. The tension arises with how we say it. And we can see this as just an example of the energy that we put out is the energy that we get back. If I say to Chris, um, let's just say what happened, uh, I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday morning, can't remember. I was headed out to run some errands and I'd been working and he was like watching a video on YouTube or something, like just just chilling, just relaxing. What I wanted him to do was clean out the fridge because we had been away and there was just a bunch of stuff that went bad in there. The message, I'd like you to clean out the fridge, is totally neutral, is totally fine. The energy that I put out is the energy I'm going to get back. If I look at him playing a game and I'm like, can you just get up and clean the fridge, please? Can you just do that? Can you just do that now? I'm going to get energy back that is, I'll do it. I said I would, right? It's, it's an echo chamber. Alternatively, if I say to him, and I promise we're going to get back to excuses, if I say to him, I walk over, I sit down, what you watching? I'm going to head out in a minute. Um, while I'm gone, would you mind emptying out the fridge so that when I get back, everything can have a place to go? What I put out in energy is what I'm going to get back in the energy. Sure, no problem. But so many times, it's about the energy we put out. And the same thing is true with excuses. We have this incredible opportunity in the energy that we put out. Every time we say yes to the energy of, I don't really care, this one thing won't hurt, it doesn't matter, we're going to get more of that back. But if we put out the energy of, you know what, I do care. You know what, this one choice does matter. I do have one more good choice in me. I am going to keep the promises that I made to myself. That makes all the difference all the difference. So we put together this free resource on overcoming excuses. And we started out just kind of getting everybody on the same page. Let's not feel bad about it, right? I I heard something recently that was like, I'm going to totally botch this, but it basically said that the highest form of like wisdom or emotional intelligence is being able to observe your behavior without judging it. And I love that. 
that wisdom is when we can observe our behavior and not judge it. So let's just agree that we're going to observe our behavior over the next few minutes about excuses, but without judgment, right? We can acknowledge, yeah, that's totally me. I make excuses. That's what's been in the way. That's what's holding me back. This has to change. We can observe that without assigning a good, bad, subjective label to it. Oh, I'm the worst. No, no, not necessary. Let's practice here emotional maturity in that we can observe our behavior and our patterns with excuses without judging them, right? So let's see as we practice that, just observing without judgment, if you can relate to having really clear intentions, knowing your goals, wanting them, even wanting them intensely or wanting them desperately, but you don't do the work. You don't follow through. Day after day feels like another missed opportunity. And those excuses not only block your results, but they can really foster some self-doubt. It's not that we don't believe the goal is possible. We don't believe in ourselves to do it. Why? Because we've said yes to excuses more than we've said no to them up until this point. But again, we can observe that, be really honest about it, and not judge ourselves for it. What I want to do is really help you in that cycle because you don't need a better plan and I don't even think you need to be more motivated. What you have to overcome is the the allure of your familiar and your practiced excuses. I say this all the time. We know what card to play to talk ourselves into it. We know what line we need to use to get a yes from us where we told ourselves it would be a no, right? Excuses are nothing more than stories. They are the way by which you talk yourself out of the work, whatever the work is for you. It could be getting up in the morning when your alarm goes off. It could be working on your grad course. It could be writing your book. It could be that doctor's appointment you need to schedule. It could be the healthy meal you said you would eat or the workout you said you would do or the call you would set up with your retirement advisor. They're the stories Excuses are just the stories that we tell ourselves to talk ourselves out of the work. And the only reason, the only reason they have power in your life is because you submit to them. You agree with the story. You tell the story and you accept it as the truth. And the excuses feel really easy. Sometimes they even feel automatic, like it's happening and you're not really present for it. But the only reason they feel that way is because they are familiar. They're practiced. They're rehearsed. You've put in a lot of time, a lot of hours, a lot of repetitions telling the same story and agreeing with it. These excuses are just the permission slip that you write yourself to do or not do whatever it is that you want in that moment. The beautiful news here, the empowering news is that you are the excuse maker and you are the excuse taker. You are also the only one who can be the excuse breaker. And it's not enough to just know that, right? We have to do something about it. We have to break the pattern. We have to recognize the excuse as an excuse and then go in a different direction. But how? How do we do that? The first thing that it requires is that we see it more clearly. We see it more clearly. I always use this example when I'm on webinars with my clients and typically I have this blue bookcase behind me, a bright blue bookcase, and they know I'm in my office. And I say, if you came into my office and I told you to stand in the corner facing the wall, and I would ask you, what color are the walls in my office? You would say white. And you would be so sure that they are white because you, you see white walls. There they are, white walls. It's true. 
but you're just looking at this tiny piece, right? If you were to step back a few feet, if you were to look at the entire office, you would see that, yes, there is a white wall, but there's also a blue wall. In that moment, when you're so close to it, all you see is the white wall, and you're sure you're not wrong because you see white, it's a wall, you're in the office, therefore, the answer is white. But you're just looking at one piece, and the same thing is true with our excuses. When you create an excuse, you are giving yourself just enough information to support the decision you want to make. Just enough information, like, I'm too tired. I don't feel like it. It was a hard day. I'll start tomorrow. That is just one small piece, just enough information to support the decision that you want to make. And these stories, I don't feel like it, I'm too tired, they're not the entire picture. Let's say, for example, that you decide that you are going to go to the gym after work, but after work time comes and you're not feeling it, you think, I'm just too tired. I want to go home. I want to rest. I'll do it tomorrow. You've told yourself just enough of the truth. You're not lying. You are tired. You do intend to go tomorrow, right? That is your intention. But you've told yourself just enough of the truth to make a case for what you want in the moment. Excuses are less about a lack of discipline or a lack of desire and far more about how much of the truth you demand from yourself. I want to say that again because this is so important. Excuses are less about lack of discipline or desire and far more about how much of the truth you demand from yourself. You didn't take into account why working out is important to you and why you promised to do it in the first place and why you were excited about it. You didn't factor in how you'll feel if you break this promise and whether or not you've been doing this before. If there's a pattern of this kind of, quote, logic, you didn't include a consideration of the desire to stop making excuses or the desire to get more fit. You omitted the fact that, hey, you're tired, but working out actually increases your energy. You just told yourself a little bit. You just told yourself enough of the truth to justify whatever you wanted to do in that moment. Or maybe, <laughs> I don't know if anybody can relate to this, I've had many days not in a while, but for most of my life, where I would wake up and like, today I'm going to eat healthy. Today I'm going to crush it. Today I'm going to take really great care of my body. I'm not going to have any sugar. Not two hours later, I'm eating sugar. Yet just two hours earlier, I was committed. I was motivated. I was focused. Two hours. I've already blown it, right? Blown it in quotes because, you know, we're always fresh in the moment, able to make a change. But how can we go from being so certain and so inspired and so clear and committed one minute and then it feels like, heck, two hours might even be long. It could be 30 minutes later. Somebody says, hey, you want to go off for ice cream? Sure do. Right? I don't know why I sounded like a hillbilly there, but, you know, hey, we'll roll with it. Sure do. I don't even know what a hillbilly sounds like. So maybe that was you. You know, you said you were going to avoid sugar or indulgences today, but then you find yourself telling a story about how this one thing won't hurt. You've been so good all day. Again, though, you're only serving up just one slice of the truth. You've left out the important fact that these are the stories holding you back from your goals. You're missing that piece of the truth that you also know to be true, that it's not this one thing that hurts, but it's the pattern of continuing to tell yourself this story and submit to it as truth. You've conveniently disregarded the fact that eating well isn't a justification for not eating well. Excuses are less about lack of discipline or desire and more about how much of the truth you demand from yourself. 
as you recognize familiar excuses, ask yourself if you're oversimplifying the truth. In what ways? Are you looking at just a convenient corner of the truth or an emotional sliver of the truth? A manipulated version of the truth? How much of the truth do you demand of yourself? Never lose sight of this powerful mantra. I use it all the time. The answer isn't always the truth. In fact, some of your excuses are outright lies. Be willing to be honest about which of your excuses are entirely untrue. How many times have you said to yourself, I don't even care? I don't even care. Just to justify what you want in that moment when you know full well that you care a lot. If you've told yourself that you're going to eat better and you desperately want to lose weight, but you come home after a tough day and you start drafting that I don't even care excuse, you are straight up lying to yourself. So you have to ask, is that true? Is that the whole version of the truth? What else might be true? Right? Is it true that you don't care? What are you saying that you don't care about? Like, let's get clear on that. What are you saying you don't care about? And then you can say, really? Is this true or is it just convenient? Is it just a rational lie that you're using? Which we talked about in a whole episode. Episode 557 of the podcast is all about rational lies versus rational lies. Like two words versus one word. 557, check that out if excuses are something that you struggle with. Practice questioning your answers, right? And don't reserve your practice for the area of your struggle. Practice on every answer you come up with. Maybe in a personal conflict, you conclude, like, he's just a jerk. He's just a jerk. I was about to cuss, but I won't. That's your answer. Question it next time. What else is true? How is it that he's right and you're wrong? How are your emotions influencing your thoughts? In what way are you wrong? What's the whole story? What are you leaving out or not considering? The next time your answer is, I'll do better tomorrow, ask well, what does tomorrow have to do with today? Is this a pattern that works for me? Might this be an opportunity for me to create a new pattern? How will I feel about this choice tomorrow? If I were acting as the best version of me that I want to be, would I put it off? Another strategy for excuses is considering the middle. Considering the middle. Because excuses often come from a tendency to think in extremes with all or nothing as your context. You either go to the gym or you skip your workout. You either eat super clean or you eat whatever you want. You either meditate for 10 minutes or there's no time to meditate today. Overcoming excuses gets easier when you build in a practice of acknowledging the vastness of opportunities between your binary thoughts, yes and no, all or nothing. So challenge yourself to identify as many middle ground options as you can. It's not either you go to the gym or you skip the workout. You could go to the gym for less time. You could work out at home. You could do 50 burpees where you are right now. You could do 100 body weight squats while you're on a phone call. There's always more options that you just aren't considering. So create a practice of considering all the other options. When you recognize an excuse or an all or nothing pattern of thought, take it as an opportunity to ask and answer, what options am I not considering? What else is possible? Remember that of all of the things we talked about here, the efficacy and the value of these strategies depends on how often you use them. You don't want to reserve them for areas of life where you struggle. You want to use them all the time. If you're in a meeting and you think, they don't know what they're talking about. That's a stupid idea. Challenge it. Challenge it. What else might be true? What are you overlooking? What's good about their idea? What are all the other options simply beyond right and wrong? What are the other pieces of the truth? Now, this might seem like 
a lot of different things to practice, but we can simplify it in a four-step process. Identify, question, pause, decide. Identify, what are your most common excuses? What are the cards that you play? Not excuses in general. This is where we make it about you. What are your most common excuses? What works best? The line that you use that you accept from yourself every time. And you can do this in the moment as it's happening, but also as a separate activity to bring awareness, right? Making a list, being completely honest. This isn't a test. Nobody's judging you. It is about being in the habit of being more honest with yourself. And if you're doing it in the moment, just acknowledge, here I am in the process of talking myself out of a commitment that I made. This is the thing I'm trying to be more aware of. And then the second thing is just question it. Is it the complete truth? Is it a corner of the truth? What else is true? Is this who and how I want to be? There are no right or wrong answers in this questioning stage. It just helps us to kind of step back from that corner where we're just seeing what we see. It's white, it's white, I know I'm right. Step back to see everything else. And then pause, right? Look, whether you pause for five seconds or you pause for five days, it doesn't matter. Build in a non-responding habit. Yes, you could buy that cookie dough in the grocery store. You absolutely could. But you could also say... I'm just not deciding right now. It's not a yes, it's not a no. I'm just pausing on it. And maybe you're pausing for a lap around the grocery store or maybe you're pausing to go check out and go home. But build a habit of non-acting. You had your initial thought. You questioned it. Now just pause, let it be. Break the habit of needing to immediately act. And then, of course, you have to decide ultimately. So what now? What What are you going to do? Right? But that's the practice. And it's always the practice. And what I would challenge you to do is kind of go back through, maybe listen to this episode a second time through, and pull from it two or three things that you can begin to practice in your own life. And as I said at the start of this, we have a full PDF that outlines all of this. So if you are somebody who likes to have things in writing, just message me, direct message me on Instagram. It's probably the easiest way. And I will send you the link for this full PDF. Oh, on Instagram, I'm at Elizabeth Benton, in case you don't know. Everybody have an amazing day. I'll talk to you soon. Today is an opportunity for you to put out energy that is energy of yes, that is energy of follow through, that is energy of commitment, that is energy of consistency. What you put out, you will get back. Make it a great day. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.